Hello, R&D listeners. All 10 of you. <laughs> We've missed you. It's it, been a while. It's been a season almost. <laughs> An actual season. <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I don't even remember our what we talked about on our last show. But I am so happy to be back with you. Uh, the world is an interesting place right now and as the world turns yes and we just want to focus right now on happiness so we really want to talk about something that makes the two of us happy as a collective it is part of the way that we bonded it is Dominic's ringtone when okay. he calls my phone. <laughs> but, ah, and for my birthday a couple of years ago, he got me a mug that I don't even drink out of because I'm afraid I'll break it. Oh my, I didn't know that. It's a treasured possession. Mm. Just like you. <laughs> but today, we are talking about Golden Girls. Picture it. Los Angeles, 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In my mind, the, the Rolodex of the year is going through and like, it, it's been a year, but okay. then we're not going to dwell on that. We're going to dwell on... Miami in the 80s and 90s. Yes. <laughs> and four women that have changed our lives. Yep. And um, I know a lot, actually, probably all, all of our listeners that I know of are Golden Girls fans mm. also. Okay. Mostly my aunt. Mm. Hey, Aunt Chris. <laughs> um, so... My grandma, who is Aunt Chris's mom, she, whenever she would babysit when my parents were away, we would go to Ponderosa on Saturday nights. <laughs> and, I, I still miss those wings. And I remember the Ponderosa mac and cheese and the ice cream bar. That ice cream bar was truth. Um, partly because my parents were usually away, and so, like, my my grandparents semi listened to my parents when my mom was like <laughs> <laughs> they let you eat real food well no so uh, like i was always like stockpile up the mac and cheese and the ice cream mm. and that's when i also fell in love with chickpeas because the chickpeas at the ponderosa salad bar were actually really delicious okay so anyway we would go to ponderosa for dinner on saturday nights and then we come back and watch the Golden Girls. <laughs> and I feel like there was another show. The NBC Saturday Night lineup was good. But then what we did was watched Cash Explosion, which is the Ohio Lottery. <laughs> because that's what my grandparents did. Mm -hmm. And then... So I didn't really know... The only thing I knew about the Golden Girls in the 80s and 90s was that... My grandma loved it, but all of the jokes were above my yeah. head. So I was just like, oh, there's these older women that are talking to each other and just having a fun time. And like my grandpa's doing a crossword puzzle and, you know, we're just 
Yeah. Well, I, too, was introduced by my grandmother. I didn't understand a lot of what was going on, but I spent a lot of time at her house. I loved being over there, and especially in the mid-'80s. But what I knew about Golden Girls, like, from the beginning, Mm -hmm. was that I loved that theme song. It spoke to my heart. (laughs) Well, like... And side note for everyone, because I'm probably going to bring this up a few times throughout the episode. This is our second attempt (laughs) at this episode. (laughs) So, and I'm not going to lie, our original Golden Girls was probably our best one ever. And that is somewhere in Apple Land. Yep. The cloud. So, I was going to say Steve Jobs, but he's not around. So, Tim Cook, if you're listening, also, we would like that tape back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, something that we talked about in the first episode about the song is I think it hits differently after you reach a certain age. Yeah. Because it's like, there just aren't that many people that are friend like people are friendly but to like say that you are a friend i know you hold a standard of a friend as do i so it's like um so thank you for being a friend it's great but then it's like (laughs) it really hit when the part of like travel down the road and back again you can probably count on one hand and Mm -hmm. so like that for me is we joke about being roommates when we're older. Hopefully we get to that point. (laughs) (laughs) And if we do, we joke about being roommates, but it's like, I would want to be roommates with someone that has been down that road type of thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, the song, the song reels you in after you hit. Yes. (laughs) We'll say 30. (laughs) Because I think by that time in your life, you would know what you're looking for in a friend. Yeah. Not that that you're not going to make new friends once you reach 30, but not as many. And it's not as easy. Like, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, kids, it's simple. When you're in college, especially if you have to, you have to walk up to people and start talking. But... It it's one of those things that as you age gets harder and harder mm. because you just have a lower tolerance for crap. <laughs> so, so back to the show. Mm-hmm. So for people that have never watched the Golden Girls, we know that now after listening for a few minutes, there's a great theme song. It's in Miami based in the 80s and 90s. And it really centers around four women who probably had, whoever the casting director was, Rena may know the name, I don't know the name, but probably did one of the greatest services to television with that cast. Lightning in a bottle. All four of the principal cast members won Emmys. And For the role. Yes. And that has only happened in... The only other cast that that has ever happened for 
there have only been four TV shows in history that all four of the principal cast members won Emmys. And that is saying something. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of television. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of TV. (laughs) Um, So we'll start with um, Blanche, because that was her house where they Mm -hmm. all lived. So Blanche, Southern Belle. Yes. Likes to spend the evenings in the company of... Gentlemen Gentlemen. callers. (laughs) (laughs) Not just one. Yes. Uh, We'll come back to that part. Mm -hmm. Um, Then she meets, I think, Rose first when they are starting to form the home. Yes. She put up... She put up an ad at the grocery store, mm-hmm. and she meets Rose, and here's the thing about Rose. Rose is so naive, so lovable, but she is dumb as, oh my gosh, she's dumb as can be. So she's from Minnesota. Yes, she so is. Like, she nailed what Minnesota nice is because that's a stereotype mm. and everything. So it's just kind of like she nailed the Midwest mother, like who didn't probably really need to work because that's where her husband did. Yeah. I don't, and she nailed it. Yes, but she did have to work when she moved to Miami because it turned out Charlie just the things you learn about finances when you get older because some of these episodes don't land until you get older (laughs) because when her daughter came to see her and she was talking about her will and her daughter was like where's the money Mm. and she ended up and she was trying to protect charlie's legacy Mm -hmm. but then she was just like okay i can't lie anymore Mm -hmm. but it was a matter of charlie hadn't left her any money so she had to go to work as she was in her old age. Well, old age meaning this is the thing about, I think, society since then. Mm-hmm. It's like she was only, only probably 55. I don't yeah. think that that's old because we are closer to We are, but starting <laughs> a career at Absolutely. 55 right. is, yeah. When you really haven't worked in your entire life. Yeah. And then, like, I probably have usually, um, so I watch it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Rena. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so usually when I finish, I just start over again. Mm-hmm. And that's just what I do. That's how I go to sleep. So I was just at the episode right now where Charlie's pension mm-hmm. is gone. Yeah. So not only did... Rose have to deal with that will situation. There's no pension mm-hmm. anymore. So she's like probably not expecting like mm-hmm. <laughs> her fifty age fifty five to sixty to turn up how that's going out going, but like because of her personality and just tenacity I think which all Midwesterners have. Mm-hmm. She ends up getting a job. <laughs> And we'll we'll come back to all of this. So like that's Rose, she's strong-willed, kind of airheadish, and like Scandinavian words. 
sorry. Oh, yes. And then I have to say, okay, so the character that is literally me or whatever, Mm -hmm. the next one is Dorothy, who... Is blunt. Is blunt. Sarcastic. A little bit of an asshole, but... (laughs) A little? (laughs) So, but just... But also is a realist but at the same time wants the best for like the people that she likes Mm -hmm. which i think is me like i don't like everybody (laughs) but the people that i do like i want them to do well Mm -hmm. but i'm also going to make fun of you (laughs) (laughs) and but i'm going to talk to you like you're my equal and i think that that's what she does Mm -hmm. type of thing she's never let's say putting them down completely (laughs) or not in a way that's like you're stupid even though she does say that to rose yeah she's just she's a good person Mm -hmm. says it how it is yeah immigrant or first generation first generation uh i'm third generation but who's counting my my personal favorite is sophia because Sophia can say whatever she wants. And it's because she's 80. I, I've gotten better. But when I am in the company of those who know me, I do say whatever I want. Because I know that they won't be offended. At least I hope they won't. But Sophia can say whatever she wants. She's a brilliant storyteller. I'm not because I go down a lot of rabbit holes, mm. but Sophia. You get the point across. Yeah, but <laughs> Sophia is the absolute best, and she's just so funny and just so like. And what I love the she most. She cares about, though too. Very much. What I love the most about Sophia is she did not let the fact that she was eighty let her life stop. Like, she was going. She was doing her thing. One of my favorite episodes is the episode where it's raining one day. And all the girls are sitting inside. And they're like, we should get to some of the chores. We should do something around the house. We should be productive today. And Sophia is leaving. And she tells them she's going to buy a nectarine. And... Throughout the episode, we see that Sophia is at the grocery store. Basically, she's standing up for seniors' rights. And she is in a band that plays at the beach that panhandles, basically. And she volunteers at the hospital. And she is doing so much to enrich her life. And at the end of the episode, she gets back to the house. And the girls are still sitting at the table in their pajamas. They haven't done anything. Mm. And they asked Sophia what she did. And she said, what I told you I was going to do. I bought a nectarine. Mm. And another thing that they talked about was, oh, I'm so worried about her. She doesn't get out. She doesn't do anything. Oh, her life is so meaningless. But yet she has a richer life than anyone. And I found it interesting. So it's like pretty much her mode of transportation Mm -hmm. was the bus. Yeah. 
And like, granted, we never really learn where in Miami they live. So it's like, I know that there people think of Miami and the beach, but there's also, let's say, suburban Miami. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, we don't know, let's say, the characters that she maybe was with on the mm-hmm. bus. So like, and she is of age. Yeah. So it's kind of like, she was really an independent woman. Mm-hmm. And I would not want to mess with her. No, I would actually no. want her to make me dinner. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with all of this that we know about the characters so far, um, do you have a favorite season, a favorite episode that really sticks out to you with that, like, you still go back to and... There... Okay, what it comes... Very loaded question. What it comes down to is I have a lot of favorite episodes for their different qualities, but I do have a favorite scene, mm. which... <laughs> which we will post. Occur! <laughs> It occurs in the seventh season, which in a lot of shows, the last season, the writers have just gotten tired. Right. But it occurs in, I believe, the second episode of the seventh season where Dorothy has hired a nurse to take care of Sophia because she's sprained her ankles and she's in a wheelchair. And Dorothy doesn't like the nurse and Blanche and Rose don't like the nurse either. And so they're sitting around the table just discussing how they are so ready to be rid of this woman. And Blanche says something like, she interrupted me last night when I was entertaining a gentleman. And then Rose says, she walked into my room when I was reenacting the gangplank scene from Peter Pan. And Dorothy just goes, what the hell goes on in this house at night? The first time I saw that was like on a best of clips before I started watching it. Tears were coming down my face because it's just like, not only like that is classic, but it reminds me of some of the roommates and conversations that I've had of like <laughs> WTF people. <laughs> God bless all of my roommates, but it's just, it just is funny. It's, um, and like, that is the one thing I like about all of the seasons is like, do they get pissed at each other? They absolutely do. Mm-hmm. They're living their lives and everything else like that. But like what we're doing right now is like we're at the kitchen table for some reason there's just that bond of a kitchen table where life is resolved <laughs> and they even talk about that like granted we're not eating cheesecake right now because of me <laughs> or else we would be <laughs> probably do you eat dia cheesecake diet cheesecake dia it's gluten-free oh, no, no, and no. dairy free I, no okay. i would need to make my own <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have a funny story after we're done. Um, but then, so, they always go back to, do you know how many problems were solved over a cheesecake? Usually for us, it's problems that are solved over an M Street coffee. Mm-hmm. Love you, Andrea. Go visit. <laughs> um, but 
they they all have their unique perspective when they're at the kitchen table and there's always going to be some humor involved in everything. But it's like going back to like when you're eight or nine, you're like, what are these women talking about? Mm -hmm. And it's like, granted, we're not at their age yet and we still have a ways to go. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. But I do know after spending a good 15 years with roommates I was like, I've had these conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's so timeless. Is like, these are conversations that you're always going to have in every generation. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I do. Okay. So one of my, I have to share this with, so going back to the kitchen table. So Rose is... <laughs> She likes to share stories of where she's from, St. Olaf, Minnesota. Which is real. It is real. But, but it has a very small population. And I think there's maybe, I don't even know if there's a stoplight or whatever. Mm-hmm. So in these stories, so like St. Olaf is like this mythical Midwestern town where it's like, I don't I don't even know where to describe it as like the I for some reason I want to call it like Oz or like some magical place so and then she really gets into the stories and then (laughs) the rest of the the girls in the house are like please be done telling the story yeah so anyways she's doing the story and it cuts to this is something about Helga Sticklemeyer, some some Swedish thing. And then Dorothy is like, it certainly was Rose. Good night. And she was like, Rose is like to Dorothy, you know Helga Sticklemeyer or whatever? Know her. <laughs> She's from St. Olaf. See you. Just the way that that scene was acted out. Uh-huh. I'm doing a no justice. I'm sorry. But... It will post it on like the episode. It it's just comedy gold to be honest with you. It's it like it literally is that is how you do a scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're laughing about it thirty years later. Yeah. And I watch it every like at least once a week. And it just brings me joy. It does. And that's and that's the best thing about this show. It does bring you joy. And it's just like it's a matter of it's timeless and classic and what I love about it is I laugh at it just as much now as I think I finally started to get the humor when I was a teenager but I laugh just as much now as I did when I was a teenager. Why do you think it still holds up? Because they their struggles are going to be people struggles mm-hmm. no matter how much technology advances no matter what changes it's just like hopefully well humans are starting to get to that point of feeling like i don't need anyone but hopefully people will always have friends <laughs> always have family always mm-hmm. have to work and ultimately what i loved about them is all of them were single but they all had very healthy dating lives 
And it just didn't stop at the dating. Yeah. <laughs> and they all they all wanted to be loved. That I think is it right there. And I mm-hmm. think what I appreciate is that they definitely were on the forefront of some social issues. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Um and with those I think people got a taste of like people in certain communities were not like outcast or whatever they Mm -hmm. actually had needs and are a part of families as well and everything else like that and you see them in like certain episodes um and then so it's like there's interracial marriage type of thing which is like in the 80s maybe not highlighted so much on television makes me sad that episode is gone so they did they did take it off yeah Hulu just basically they did that with Golden Girls Scrubs and probably some other episodes because there is a blackface scene in that Mm. I am thankful that I have the DVDs so I can still revisit it but well well, Sophia had the best line oh yeah yeah. and we'll just leave it at that Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I don't want to get (laughs) Sophia had the best line in that episode yes she did and then, like, when Blanche's brother Clayton. came out, that was, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you have this idea of what, I think he was younger than she was or whatever. Yeah, but was. still, it's just kind of like, are you really sure? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yes. <laughs> How many times? <laughs> but they did it in such a way where it's like you felt Blanche's pain Mm-hmm. But you also got to see his pain yeah. type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, a resolution and everything else like that. So, yeah. like, I think they did a good job of, like, bringing those issues to the forefront. Mm-hmm. One of one of the episodes that I can first remember that completely went over my head because I didn't know what a lesbian was, mm. was an episode where Dorothy had a friend visit who... Um, and the way that it started, it didn't say anything, but Sophia was like, she's a lesbian. And I was like, lesbian. I, I didn't know what a lesbian was, but I was just like, you Neither know, did Blanche. yeah, <laughs> but it was just like, by the time, by the time the episode was over, I figured it out, but I was just and like, and they're not a bad person. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then there was the talk show. The talk show. (laughs) Going back to like watching the clips and when that came up, I was just like, I was dying. Literally like. (laughs) um, Like one of my favorite lines in. We, that is in the seventh season and I highly recommend. I don't know what episode that is. We'll post clips and Mm -hmm. everything, but it's like. Uh, when the TV announcer announces that two of the girls are lesbians. Yeah. Uh, Sophia asked Dorothy, what has that lifestyle meant to you or caused your mother or something along those lines of, uh-huh. like, um, it's worth a watch. I don't want to give it up. I, I don't yeah. want to give it away, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so what's the next question? (laughs) (laughs) 
or what are we doing on time? We're hmm. we're gonna give us some th- final thoughts. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Well, couple of fun facts. Uh, B. Arthur is actually older than Estelle Getty. By yes, I heard that. A couple of months. Um, Rue McClanahan, who plays Blanche, originally auditioned for Rose. And they had. Could you Be- imagine? Yeah, and they had Betty White audition for Blanche, but that switch is probably one of the most genius things ever. And Dorothy was described as a B. Arthur type, mm. but the network didn't want her. They didn't think that she was likable enough Mm. but the woman they really wanted she didn't want to play a grandmother and another woman that was in the running was elaine stritch who is brilliant may she rest in peace but she dropped an f-bomb at her audition oh she did so yeah and this is a network show and (laughs) estelle getty didn't really get started she came from theater and she didn't she had horrible stage fright and it's i'm just so happy that she grew into it mm. but i love that show i love that it's part of our bond mm. and i love that it's on hulu and i can watch it whenever i want me too thank you again <laughs> rena <laughs> so with that we will do our best to be more consistent Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so thank you for being a friend to all of our listeners and we will see you guys next time later